This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we did our Sacramento Kings season breakdown. We'll be talking about our new players, our predictions for the year. We also checked in on the Kings-Suns game as it was going on. We had some technical difficulties earlier in the show, so it kind of just starts abruptly this week. But buckle in, we had a fun episode. Here it is. Promise you, we will figure this out. All right, Tribe. I think technical difficulties have been got. Yeah. We got a lot of cutting to do in this. uh... (laughs) I don't know why. I feel like I improvised well. It's been great. Let the cookie butter beer soak in and we'll be be ready to do this. All right, Tribe. King's season preview. Last year's results. Pretty much the same results we've had for the last 16 years. Bad. Missed the playoffs. 30 and 52, which was actually worse than their over under number, believe it or not. You'd think they'd eventually hit the over, but I don't know that they will. They were 12th in the West with like actively tanking teams. They were still 12th. Yeah, it's one of those things where the Kings, especially towards the end of the season, didn't really have the juice as much as you'd probably like. And I think if they were a little bit closer, they might have ran it a little bit differently. Um, you got a nice uh, you got a coach now um with a good off season a lot good of plan. turmoil last year we went through two coaches big trade mid season a lot of injuries a lot of covid some weird thing with Rashawn Holmes and a personal reason uh, just a weird season the the trade mid season was a lot of players involved so and we didn't really have practices because of covid so it was really hard for them to recoup from that but End of the day, 25th in offense when they were ninth the year before. 27th in defense, which I think is actually an improvement over the year before where they were just like the worst in the history of basketball. They were just god-awful at defense. So getting better, that is definitely something this year that we'll talk about here in a little bit that is uh, optimistic for the future. Let's talk Vegas predictions this year. Vegas thinks we're going to be better. I think the talk that I've heard around Everyone should bet the over, but if King's history has taught us anything, you bet the under always. 33 and a half wins is our biggest prediction. I think that's low. Um, I think the Kings hang around 500 for a while. It'll just kind of depend late in the season, kind of like last year, as if they give a lot of games away late and then end up in the 30-32 range, or if they have something to play for and they end up in the 40-42 range. Yeah, so that 33.5 wins if they were to finish there based on the other Vegas odds that put them 11th in the West, which is where a lot of people are predicting that they'll fall, somewhere between the 9 to 11 range. I think a lot of people are have them right there for that 10 spot. So let's talk about some of these teams the Kings could pass. The teams behind us, which would be the Thunder and the Jazz and the... Spurs are actively tanking for Wambanyama and Scoot, so we don't really have to worry about them. The teams that we need to pass, we need to pass at least one of these three. I want your thoughts on each of these teams as we go through. we got to pass at least one to get to the 10 seed. Portland. 
I think we could definitely pass Portland. I mean, you, obviously you got Dame. He's going to fill it up. Um, he's one of those guys that's going to compete every night. He's probably going to score 35 on next Wednesday as we watch the season opener with all our friends here live with the Spivey Sports Podcast. So I think that the Blazers, they'll hang a little bit. Um, I think we could be better than them. I think the Kings are going to surprise some people this year. And the, the Blazers depth. the Blazers are another, you know, one of those teams that have a lot of turnover from the year before. Dame didn't play most of the year, so he's going to take a while to get going. They made a lot of trades. Trade for Josh Hart. They've got Jeremy Grant. Anthony Simons is trying to figure out where he's going to fit in there. And they just got like a weird group of people that don't necessarily fit together. And I think it might take them a while to figure out what their plan is. And I think that's what we need from a team so the Kings can kind of can sneak in there. I think the Kings on paper, if you look at, you know, their roster lined up against the Blazers, I think they're better. Whether or not they perform that way, that will be something they don't have, Sacramento fans that we'll have to see. Kings don't have anyone as good as Dame, but I think depth-wise, one through ten-ish, we'll talk about where yep. the depth line ends. I think they're a much better team. And they actually have a system that it seems like they'll be able to play. And I'll take Mike Brown over Chauncey Billups any day of the week. Chauncey? Chauncey? Yeah, right, Troy. Kings will play defense, that's for sure. Uh, next potential Kings passing team, the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron, AD, and then just a dumpster fire of others. I think the Lakers are going to be better this year. I think if AD can stay healthy, um, you got some other pieces. I think Westbrook will be better. Um, I don't think it could be much worse. So, I mean, with those three, they're going to compete every night. LeBron's going to want to stamp that legacy a little bit. If they stay healthy, which they haven't been able to do the last few years, I think the Lakers will probably be the fifth or sixth seed this year. Wow. I don't think that's anywhere close. I think of these three teams that I have listed, they're the most likely to fall out. Um, I think the Westbrook thing's about to go up. I think they're going to trade him. I think they're just going to try to dump his salary and trade away these two 27, 29 picks to dump him, give away the picks, and get something back. There's a lot of a lot of buzz for the Miles Turner Buddy Heald package, which please give Buddy Heald to the Lakers. That would make me so happy. You watch. I think Westbrook's going to come out hot. He's going to be in the MVP candidate range. Oh, my gosh, Trey. You're just like hot taking up a storm right now. Have you watched basketball before? Did you I watch have, Westbrook play the last two years? I've heard I've heard a lot of people say that Westbrook hasn't really got his just due. A lot of negative energy going his way, but he actually was one of the better Lakers on that team. Okay. I think he's I like a terrible Westbrook. shooter. He he's doesn't gonna be better. He needs the ball and he shouldn't be the one that has the ball on the offense. You watch. Write it down. Put it in your little notebook there. Take it to the but store. Westbrook's with gonna you. be in the MVP conversation. Well it's not good that. I mean you that might have been a little out that might have been a little outlandish, but he's gonna be a lot better than he was last year. Okay. I think they trade him sure. early. Early in the season. That depends what LeBron wants to do. LeBron wants to trade him, they trade him. All right, Trey, the third team on my list, just win prediction-wise, 
probably the most talented of the three, but kind of a question mark team, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Made the play-in last year, won their game, actually made it into the playoffs. No, they made it to the second game and lost to somebody. I don't know. They're right there. We prep, and they're add, and they're adding Zion, who should be back healthy this year. That's I'm not sure where he fits with the team, is... but he is by far the best player on their team. So, if he's healthy, I did see someone took a picture of him. He's at the drive-through at Wendy's, so everyone was like, "Zion, no." <laughs> he looks like he's in crazy good shape compared to what he was before. I think the only way that the Kings sneak ahead of them is they just take a while to figure out how the team fits together. But they have Brandon Ingram. They've got C.J. McCollum. They've got Herb Jones. They've got Valanciunas. They have a very good basketball team. The pieces don't necessarily fit together, so I think that's really the only chance the Kings have of uh, passing them opposite, taking them half a season to figure it out. I I think the Clippers could fall off too. I know they weren't on your list, but I mean they haven't really been that great last few years. Um, they were like towards the bottom of the playoff realm last year, so I think yeah, they could fall off. Kawhi and half a season of Paul George, they were still like a seven seed. But I'm just saying, and I mean, they have I mean, more depth. Can't... They're like one through eleven deep. They're like the deepest team in the NBA. I don't. I have any worries about the Clippers. That's that's the thing that though about basketball is like you never know from year to year. I mean, the Grizzlies came out of nowhere. I think the Kings are going to make some noise this year. As a guy that's not very, you know, diehard Kings fan. All right, Trey. Let's talk about some of our key additions this off season. I think the one that will make the biggest difference for the season is our new. Lord and Savior, the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown, former coach of the year, Mike Brown, Nigerians national team coach, former Warriors assistant who ran the defense of a very good defense. They have much better players, but he's going to bring defense. He's going to bring accountability. It seems like he's getting to these players even early on. He's calling timeouts when people are blowing defensive assignments. 24 called, seconds in, baby. That was It was my favorite thing. We just came back at a halftime. I'm sitting down at I was like, time out. There's 11.26 like in this game. What is going on? You got to love it. Uh, so I was watching the Kings game, and it was similar to the way the podcast started tonight. There was no audio on the Kings game for the first quarter. I don't know if they fixed it because I turned it off because I was watching, when was that, Sunday night? Yeah, I was watching the Ravens game, but... Turn it on, no volume. <laughs> Made me feel good about what was going to happen tonight. So, yeah, Mike Brown is a huge addition. Um, if the Kings can just turn up their defense a little bit, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the Kings that aren't good at defense, so having a good defensive scheme and kind of hiding some of those guys I think is going to be big for the Kings this year. I think actually having a defensive scheme and a plan and holding people accountable will absolutely make a world of difference for this Kings team who have gone poor defensive coaching and no practices for like two years and people in and out of the lineup and all of them are pretty bad at defense. 
Well, that's the thing is that we can't be using that excuse anymore for the Kings that, oh, it's a young team. It's a this, it's a that. It's Kings aren't young anymore. They're probably one of the, not one of the older teams, but they're getting, you know, a little, what's that, length to the tooth or something like that. I think that's, that's wrong, good... but I like the way that you just say things. <laughs> very confident. Very confident that there's a length of a tooth. So very good. Very good buzz about Mike Brown. He was not the um, the sexy favorite pick. pick. He wasn't the sexy pick. Darvin Ham was the sexy pick coming into the offseason. But I think now that he's in place and we've seen what he's doing and he's being the adult in the room and holding people accountable top to bottom, not just like skipping over certain people because they're Vivek's best friend and their name rhymes with Muddy Beald. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be good for the team. To have him there, and I think no they, rhymes uh, with. It's just nice to watch a game where they're running, like not necessarily like set plays, but they're like the ball's moving around and everyone's getting touches. And like Herder was saying, like um, he was talking trash about the Hawks and saying uh, it's nice to not just kind of stand around while people are working, but the the ball gives you energy when it, even if even if you're just passing it, moving it around. I saw some weird plays where they ran like a zone offense where Sabonis was just in the middle and he just kind of, they like throw it into him and he like makes a quick pass to somebody. He, he was doing the semi-pro. Yeah. Right here. I don't want it. I don't want it. Give it back. I don't want it. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's the crazy thing about like, you think about the Kings, like you sometimes in the offseason you forget that we added Sabonis last year. Right. That guy's a very, very good basketball player. You forget that, Having Fox and Sabonis on the court most of the time, that's a lot better than a lot of top two people for a lot of different teams. Absolutely. All right, so next key addition, we just talked about it. Sabonis, technically we got him last year. Halfway through, he missed some games. They were tanking at the end of the year to try to get a pick, which seemed to have worked out. We'll talk about the other key addition here next that we got that pick, but... Sabonis is going to make a very big difference for the team. We'll do his full player breakdown later tonight, but it would be nice to have a full season with him, a whole offseason where they're just throwing four guys off an airplane together with whatever was left from the Kings and just saying figure it out with Alvin Gentry just there. You'll do, Alf. He's a walking double-double. I just love this guy. He's a good competitor. He's going to try hard every night. He's never going to take a night off. Um, I think he works really well with Fox, though. Fox and the Ox um, doesn't really need the ball. He can kind of get his points where he gets his points. A good offensive rebounder, which I really like. That just shows that you have a little heart down on that end. Um, he's a good rebounder in general. Um, defensively, there's a little left to be desired, but that's all right. I mean, he's still going to give you the effort on the defensive end, which some of the top tier guys don't always give you night in and night out. But I think Sabonis is just going to be huge. He's probably going to average 19 and eight and a half, somewhere around that range. Well, he averaged 8.9 and 12.3 last year. So hopefully he does better than your projection. 8.9 points. 18.9 points. Uh, 12.3 rebounds. Oh, so hopefully a few more rebounds a game. Well, we're not going to miss any shots, so he's not going to get an offensive board. He's going to get defense boards. All right, next key addition, Keegan Murray. Another nailed pick for the Kings. That's like three in a row in the first round. 
Um, he looks amazing. Summer League MVP. We'll talk more about him later in the show. But... I, I I hated the pick too. I didn't. I was said anyone but Keegan Murray. I think the thing with Keegan Murray, I think he's the most ready right now. I right. think he's the most well-rounded. He's probably not going to be the best career-wise um, out of everyone that's been drafted this year, but I think that right now he's the most ready to play, give you minutes every night, and I think he's probably the most well-rounded player of the draft. Yeah, I think I think our GM has a type, and that's um, people that Monty McNair wants to get people in there that are ready they will hustle and they will study and they will work hard to improve themselves and not just draft raw talent because that doesn't hit a lot of the time. Well, not only that is the Kings have never been really known to develop take develop. Yeah. Or be able to re-sign the pick when it comes time. So you need to get as much as you can out of those first four years as you possibly can. Ooh, Sean Oaks is saying that Keegan is better than Chet. Well, this year. Yeah. Because Chet's not playing this year. Guaranteed better points and rebounds this year against Chet. Don't get me started with Chet. That guy looks like a praying mantis. That guy's got to put a lot. He needs to go on the Zion Williams diet while he's hurt. Put on all sorts of poundage because that guy's just going to keep breaking like a pretzel. He is fun to watch, though. I really like Chet. All right, next key addition, Kevin Herter. Kings actually traded a first-round pick. I don't like the way that they did it where it has protections for three years so they can't actually trade a pick for like five years, but okay. Kevin Herter, so, so far, so good. Red Velvet, best nickname on the team, I think. So he, he's he's kind of nasty. So I was watching that preseason game. He had one where he came around to pick and just pulled up, just like, I think it was on the break, actually. He just pulled up, hit a three, just jogs back the other end. So that's the one thing that the, the Kings needed to add, and I think that they did a really good job on that. As the next guy on our list um, you'll talk about, Um, you got guys that can score, but don't, again, similar to Sabonis at times, you they don't really need the ball. Right. So Fox... Fox and Sabonis are probably going to handle the ball the most out of anyone in that starting lineup, which it should. But a guy like Barnes, he can score from the corner. He can he can get his if he needs to. Um, but Herder, he's a guy who can play off the ball, hit some good shots. Still has a pretty good ball handler too. So I really like Herder. I think he's, he's a different. Sneaky good defender. He's like a he's a little bit longer than you think for his type and he's quick and nimble and can stay in front of guys. He's not like, not like some of the other guys that we got defensively, but he can hold his own compared to like buddy healed. It's like night and day for the same type of role where he's just chucking threes. Yeah. So I think the herder Fox backcourt, I really like, um, cause herder can kind of, he can guard definitely the longer twos. And you can keep Fox on the faster ones. You can technically play him at three. You don't really want to, but we don't really have that many I'm threes, sh- so he might I, play I'm, some I'm, time there. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some lineups where you're going to have, you know, Sabonis and four little guys because that's just the way the NBA is now. So we'll see. Again, I like a lot of the acquisitions that Kings made this offseason. And then Herder is definitely on the top of that list for me as the Kings 
take the lead by two against the Phoenix Suns. We're oh, yeah. kind of following along. It's just a preseason game. No big deal. Take that. We'll take our notes after players from Phoenix Suns with most of our starters. Show you. John says he's kind of pimping it a little bit. He said Fox and Monk will be good to All watch, right. and that's our next our next key addition. Key addition. Foxy's like best friend, BFFs. Malik Monk. Instant offense. This guy is just so magic. So we went to the game. We went to the game Sunday night. Malik Monk was in the game. He just like he just like comes in off the bench, hits a quick like way out pull up three. I'm like whoa, that was exciting. They go down and get a stop. He comes down. And he hits another one. I was like, "Whoa!" It was like a it was like a buddy healed instant offense, but where he could actually guard the guy on the other end. He's electric. So the, the, He's a good dunker. The, We're going to talk about more him t- about him more tonight. But another guy that's just fun to have off the bench and just like another pro that we have. Well, that's the one thing that I really like about it because if you think about the second string for the kings or the second wave whatever you want to call them you're now going to have mitchell with monk mitchell doesn't have to score he can you know focus on his defense he can score if he needs to but to have a guy like monk that's what you need in the nba is in that your twos have to be better than the other team's twos you got to be able to catch up or extend the lead when your good guys are on the bench and i think with if you think mitchell monk I'm not sure who you'll put at the three um, with if I think it'll Mur- end up Murray being doesn't Murray. start. It'll be Murray Lyles Holmes as your as your backup unit. We'll talk about you know, we'll talk the, about starting lineups and all that stuff here coming up. But I don't like that. That's not a lot of offense on that. Murray and Monk is all the offense you need in the. In a thir- in a second Just year. get Lyles out of there. <laughs> I like Lyles. Uh, I can't stand it. Like I wouldn't be like, hey, that guy's going to get his tonight. I guess we have Terrence Davis as well. That is another guy who's si- – that's basically Monk, right? Yeah. They're the mm-hmm. same person. He'll chuck it. He you can, can play some D, like- but he doesn't have like the basketball ID IQ for it. Mm-mm. All right, that's Trey. another guy. That's another guy. I love TD. All right, well, let's let's finish with our uh, key additions. We got one more, then we'll talk about lineups, and then we'll do our player breakdowns, and then we'll make some bold predictions at the end. Other I've key already ad- done that. Yeah, I know you've already said that Westbrook's going to be the MVP conversation because <laughs> you're a dummy. Uh, well, it took you for it took us forever to get the audio to work. So I finished my whole beer before we you, even you started. You just thought nobody was listening to that part. <laughs> Absolutely, I thought we were still broken. <laughs> All right, other key addition: Casey Akpala. He started the first two uh, preseason games. I really like I'm this interested. dude. I think he's my new dude. He is six uh, eight with a seven foot two wingspan. He's the best defender one through five that we have on the team. Well, I don't, I don't. And Mitchell's Mike Brown loves him because he's on defender. the Ni- Nigerian national team. So I think it's going to be one of those things that he'll probably be in the starting lineup quite a bit, but I think Murray will probably get more minutes similar to like with the healed situation where healed didn't start, but he got more minutes than a lot of the starters did. Murray will definitely be, as we'll talk about here in a minute, he'll be in the semi-sonic. Um, the closing time. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll, we'll talk more about Casey Paul here in a little bit. 
So projected starting lineup, Fox, Herder, Barnes, Akpala, Sabonis. I don't know what order Akpala, Barnes is. They basically just going to put Akpala on whoever. Casey's just going to guard whoever the best player is. When they play the Lakers, he guard LeBron. When they play Portland, he guarded Dame. And both of them got off to very slow starts. He is an excellent defender. People are calling me out. Just wait, Travis. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you call you when Westbrook is just dropping dimes and just hitting threes every night now. I think Troy's mixing up NBA 2K with the actual NBA. I think I think Ham's gonna be good for Westbrook. I really do. You just like Ham, not Darvin Ham, but you just like Ham. Oh, yeah. that's what you're thinking of. I like. You're thinking of the Hamburglar. Yeah. Yeah, Heather coming out of the left field with Sabonis. I don't. Were we talking about Sabonis? I don't think she's paying attention. (laughs) She's just saying. uh, She's yelling things, baby. I do love Sabonis though, so yes, we agree with you, babe. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so starting lineup, I think Akpala will just kind of. He's just going to guard whoever. He's going to take the pressure off of Fox. Herder can. He can also roam around. We just need somebody to take the pressure off of Fox. Fox doesn't need to be guarding Trey Young. He doesn't need to be guarding Luca. He doesn't need to be guarding. Can Apollo guard Trey Young? Absolutely. He shut down Dame. Wow. Dame is better than Trey Young. And he's got a seven foot two wingspan. Why can't he? He's quick. He's good, dude. Sure. He just can't score, which we'll talk about later when we do so many we do his player profile. But I really like that lineup. I think there's enough scoring. I think between Fox, Sabonis, Herder, and then Barnes is there. Barnes is going to get you 20 or he's going to get you two. That's what Barnes Barnes just needs to settle in and find, um, he just needs to find his role. And I think he's best when he can just kind of sit in the corner and shoot threes and he doesn't have to do that. Euro back step. Like Euro old man, step. Uh, YMCA basketball back people down from the three point line and, I, I don't like any of that stuff. So, man, people are just calling each other out in the chat. This is awesome. I we love got some it. Fire. Bring I don't even Facebook know who David people. Perry is. I don't even know who David Terry is. <laughs> has he even commented or is he just like watching? Uh, he just is watching Travis Solomon go away. I love it. That's fair. I love it. <laughs> I think the closing lineup's pretty similar to that. I think Murray absolutely has to be in that closing lineup. That's I think that's the best lineup. The Fox Herder Barnes Murray Sabonis lineup. I, I think, think those you might are see best some, players. I think some nights you might see Monk instead of Herder, or you might see Terrence Davis instead of Herder. It might be one of those who's got the right? hot hand that night. Well, and it might just I think, be who we're playing. It might be Alex Len playing the closing lineup because we're playing Portland and no one can guard Nurk. Or Denver, no one, well, no one can still guard Jokic. Yeah, so we'll talk about that when we get to Sabonis and his inability to guard some of the bigs, but I think that'll end up being our closing lineup most of the night, which is the best team. It's a lot of shooting. It's a lot of... It's some good high IQ defense. Murray's pretty good. Sabonis can guard most people, but he's a good enough defensive rebounder that I think we'll get some possessions back that we've been losing. Murray's a good rebounder. I think Barnes can be when we do it. Travis, we're going to talk. Well, we should do some Barnes and Holmes mock trades at the end when we get there. I love a good Barnes being off the team. Let's do that when Barnes sucks five minutes into the next Wednesday. 
Well, he's plus seven tonight, so we can't talk about that. But we'll, we'll get there. All right, let's Kings start. Let's running start. away with it again, up eight. Yeah, they just love beating that. Uh, I guess this is like the fourth unit for the Suns because all of the starters aren't playing. But the Kings have been really good in the three games. The second halves have all been really good, which is a good sign. It's the good adjustments. Is, the back end of their team is deeper than it's been in a very long time. That is something that I'm very excited for. Last year, Chemezi Metu is sixth in minutes on the Kings. He is going to be like 11th or 12th on this team, which is, it just kind of shows how much better this team is than last year's team is. They just have a lot of guys that can just play. They just seem like guys that could be on playoff teams playing minutes too, which is awesome. Well, the thing that I like too is that in years past for the Kings, if you had one injury, you were going to lose by 20. But now, especially like in the two and three range. I mean, there's not too much difference between a monk and a Davis and a herder. And a, I mean, if a guy like Fox or Sabonis went down, yeah, that'd be very tough to come back from. But even then we still have some depth. To where I, think we're if, at least we'll I think if Fox were to go out, we could manage a lot better than if I think the team's built around Sabonis and his ability to do the high pick and roll and the weird passes and that kind of stuff. And his elite rebounding. I think we could, make do if he missed if fox missed like 10 to 12 games i think yeah, it'd be fine but if we miss the bonus points we don't really have anyone that fills that role it's a whole it's a different team yeah you're still going to get points from the one and two positions you're not really going to get it from the four and a half five position like you right. could do with Sabonis every night all right let's start with our player breakdowns uh we're gonna start with De'Aaron fox who uh, we assume is our best player. Sabonis, our best player. Should we start with him? I think Sabonis is better, but I think Fox, Fox has is been a lot your layer. He's on my NBA Jam shirt with Buddy Heald, but uh, we'll start with Fox. So 23.2 points last year, 5.6 assists per game, 3.9 rebounders. He is the second fastest player in the league, not according to stats, but according to the GMs behind John Morant, which I think is fair. Um, elite penetration, he's he's above average in finishing at the rim. He's starting to get to the free throw line. I wish he would make some more of those shots. Uh, his mid-range is great. He's got like three or four spot, like weird spots on the floor where he's just lights out at making those shots. So those are the good. Uh, the bad, he's not very good at defense. And there's no reason he can't be. He's long and he's quick. He can jump passing lanes. He just like doesn't put in the effort in that end is what it seems like. And I think that that might change because I don't think I Mike think it Brown's already is. Let him... I think it already is yeah. from what I was Mike seeing Brown's in the preseason gonna, games. Mike Brown's not going to let him get away with that. He don't care who you are. You're going to play on both sides. I think that's why some teams don't really like Mike Brown because... <laughs> He holds Kinda them holds accountable, accountable for the crap. Uh, Fox was 29% from three, which is just terrible. I think there's a he's lot of centers be, that are better I think, than that. He has looked very good be so far this year, although he's 0 for 3 tonight. So we'll see if that uh, actually improves. His shot does look the game better. I, the game I watched on Sunday, he hit a few early. Like I said, I only watched the first quarter and a half. But... His shot looks a lot more confident and he's looking for that shot, which I think is something that they'll need to do if they're going to be running the high pick and roll with Sabonis. Yeah, because um, defenders, defenders will have to come back because the box will go right by you if you come up on them. So. Right. 
Yeah, you have to keep him honest. So if he can hit the three, then the game where he just blows by him is in play. Otherwise, they just play off of him. And you're Russell Westbrook from last year where they're just 30 feet away from you. Not from this year. Not from this year. Oh, I forgot. He got better. (laughs) Ham. Yes, Heather. Sunday was a very fun game. We'll talk about this here at the end. I got some I got some fun stories from that game. We had a really good time at the preseason game. Um, so last year, Fox is minus 3.3 in his over-under. He was 20th on the team. There's only two players worse than him. I bet you can guess one of them. And uh, I don't even really know who the other one was. It was pretty bad. Of 22 players that played, 20th on the team in plus-minus. He really just hasn't proved that he can play winning basketball. I think a lot of it has to do with his defense, his poor shooting, and then he has the ball the most. So this team is a lot more talented, though. I think you're going to see – I think you could see it in his attitude once Sabonis was on the team and he recognized that, hey, there's a guy here as good, if not better than me, and I think we can win now. And you you saw his attitude change, I think, once Sabonis was there. So I hope that carries over into this year. I think you're going to get – Two, you're going to get confidence from uh, Mike Brown, a guy who's been there, who's done that. He's kind of been everywhere, you know what I mean, in the NBA game, um, as has Gentry, but it's a little bit different when you're interning. Right. Um, I think Mike Brown's going to lead him good. Fox, he's got to figure a few things out. I think he will defensively, and if he can knock down the three and make his free throws, he's going to be an elite player. It looks like they're running less of the pick and roll with him and Sabonis, which was really effective. Um, but I think when they run that motion offense where they're passing it and they're running back and forth, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for him to just blow by somebody when he gets that screen. People are going to have a hard time picking up on them. We've got enough shooters to give them a little bit more spacing. I think with Herter and Murray and all these, the guys that can knock down shots that the lane will be open. I know Sabonis and Holmes, if they're on the floor, will be clogging it up. But I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities than when we had Shemezi Metu and Davion Mitchell on the wing waiting to shoot threes and epically missing. And himself, I guess, too. Yeah, the team, like you said, we've talked about it all night. The team's a lot deeper. That's going to help everyone, especially Fox, because now let's say Fox on the court with his BFF Monk. Monk will fill it up. You know what I mean? Herder will fill it up. Terrence Davis will fill it up. Even Barnes will hit open shots if you have him on the court with the box. So definitely much better. All right, let's move on to our next player. Domas, Sabonis, Domatis. 18.9 points last year, 12.3 rebounds per game, and 5.8 assists. I think it's He's pretty close to being our best player now. The offense runs through him. It goes through the the high block. He's an elite passer. I think maybe Jokic is better as a big man passer. I can't really can't sure, think, yeah. can't really think of another one that would be better than him. Um, and he is the best rebounder on the Kings by a long shot. And just by that is going to win a ton of more possessions. Um, should help the defense. Actually, we we lost a lot of. Um, Defensive rebounds. How many times did we have a good defensive possession finally and then we couldn't secure the ball? Afterwards? Well, not just it happened way too much, right? Yeah, not just 
just adding Sabonis, but Mike Brown's philosophy on defense of everyone crash the boards to get the rebound. I think uh, Steph Curry was the third leading rebounder on the Warriors last year just because everyone crashes the boards and that's how you get extra possessions. So you either get more rebounds, you get more steals, or you just shoot better. And those are the ways that you will that you'll improve the the possession game. Well, that's the thing too, is now the Kings, you know, offensive, you know, game plan is to get out and run. You know what I mean? If everyone just comes back and gets a rebound, you know, you just have to be good in the half court. Sure. You're going to have some, you know, fast break possessions, but when you're only way you can really score is getting out on the run, you're not going to really defense a rebound. Well, well, I think they're still getting those long rebounds, and the instant someone gets the ball, Mike Brown has been yelling, go, 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 get up the floor, because I know, I, I think there's enough in-transition players that are truly great, like Keegan Murray is elite, Fox is elite, Malik Monk is a crazy dunker, and you wouldn't really think so, because he's not that tall, I think he's like 6'3". But they just have some really good, like Casey Paul is really good in transition, which we'll talk about later. Um, they just have people that are good at that, and they can make good, quick decisions. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just nice to have people that can rebound. So our limitations with Sabonis, no outside shot. 23% for three-point line last year. Almost as good as Fox, though. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, he kind of limits the spacing because he's out there at the high block. Kind of clogs the lane a little bit. I know it's kind of a it's kind of a fun system they play. It's a little bit different other than maybe Denver, um, and he's kind of undersized to be our only center. He's he's a hard guy to find someone to play center. Like he'd be better as a four, but there's only a couple guys that could be the five on the team effectively with him. Yeah, you can't. There's just not a lot of big guys you can put with Sabonis. Sabonis has to play the five. Um, the he just can't guard some of those fives. Yep. Not that there's a lot of teams with the same issue, not just the Kings and Sabonis. A lot of guys, a lot of fives can't guard. No one can guard Joker. Right. So they're going to have a hard time against them. They'll have a hard time against the Pelicans with Valanciunas. They'll have a hard time with um, Nurk. will give them a hard time. Not the Lakers, though. I think he can I guard think he AD. Could take AD. Fine. AD doesn't want to be underneath. Well, AD almost he wants runs to be a four. four. Yeah, yeah. And he can guard Damian Jones, who's their uh, center. Love it. Snag boogie. We're not Sean getting Oak boogie, says. Sean. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> we finally have like Available. an up. We finally have like an upbeat, fun team, and you want to add Boogie into the mix? Come on. Absolutely. Come on. All right, let's move on to our next player, Harrison Barnes. This is a uh, make or break. I think this is the final year on his contract, so there's a pretty good chance he'll probably be traded before the – or at the break. Harrison Barnes last year, 16-5-2. He is a elite – catch-and-shoot three-pointer. He shot 39.4% from three last year. He was second on the Kings in getting the free-throw line, although most of those possessions are garbage, and I wish he would never do those things. But minus 4.9 plus minus, the worst on the Kings, other than some scrub guy that I never heard of when I was looking at it yesterday. Um, he's too slow to guard threes. 
and he's too small to guard force, which is kind of where he has to play. He's a three and a half or he's a three and a half. Kings have a lot of two and a half, a lot of three and a half. So we don't really have uh, an actual wing, which is kind of where he falls in. I think he can be good on this team with the right people on the floor with him. I think if he plays with Kaziak Paula, where he's not having to guard an elite wing, um, I think they can make do. I think I think he's absolutely going to trade at the deadline because I don't think he's going to resign at the end of the year. Hopefully he can play good and they can get some trade value for him. See, that's the thing is I don't know is if the king. That's the hard thing is if the Kings start playing well for once to start a season. Do you trade him or do you just go for it? I mean, the you know how crazy this town would go if the Kings even found a way to get the tenth seed. Yeah. As stupid as that, or the ninth seed would be nuts if we got to host a game. It'd be like Ooh. two grand a ticket to go to that game. Absolutely. I'm buying it now. Yeah. Buying it now. Reselling it. Paying for a yacht. So we'll see. I like Harrison Barnes. He's a good veteran leader. I think it'd be good for Keegan Murray. I just think he's a little on the old side, and I don't know where he fits on this team but we kind of have to keep him old he's old he plays old. 30 years he plays like he's 50 though but he's 30 i think he's like 31 max because we do this every time we're like oh he's a thousand years old that's because i hate harrison and then he was born the same year we were no no he's gotta be younger than us he's younger than me absolutely wait he was born in 1992 trying yeah mean so he was like 29 like i said yeah no no he's 34 he's 30 dang okay he's old yeah he's old man yeah i think they probably will move him um i like barnes i think he's a good professional you know the thing is i don't think we can trade barnes for another wing no and that's what we would have to trade him for because we don't have anyone behind him really to be it might it might be one of those things too like if Kings get an injury or one of those things or. Or they just trade him. So they don't, so he doesn't leave for nothing. Yeah. Maybe even get picks for him. They've been doing really well with their picks. Get a, a team, you know, is on the cusp of making a playoff run. They want to add a veteran. That's very skilled. We'll take your second round pick or whatever it is. I think that I I could see that. I think they could get a first for Harrison. Maybe a back-ended yeah. first round. Well, because you're going to give them to a good team, so you're going to get a right. like a 30th. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move on. Keegan Murray. He good. We love Keegan Murray. Excellent pick by the Kings. Picked him at four. I hated it. I hated it. You, you wanted Ivy? Absolutely, because it's my dog's name. It's yeah. the only reason. It's a good name. <laughs> Keegan Murray, rookie league MVP. He's kind of the total package offensively. He's shooting threes. He's getting to the line. I love this dude. But it's kind of like what we talked about earlier is right now, I would say he's one of the best players in the draft, but at the end of his career, he might not be. But he's definitely the most NBA ready of all of those people that were taken at the top. But he's not the raw but or he's the gonna, Kings. He's- He's like a gym rat. He's going to be really, he's going to study. He's going to do as much as he can to maximize what he can from his name. He kind of plays old. 
He does kind of play old, old, but he can play defense still because he's young. He's a passing lane jumper. He's got a high defensive IQ. He's a sneaky good blocker. When he was in Iowa, he averaged like over two blocks a game, which is kind of fun. Um, he's stuck behind Barnes, I think, in this lineup. Hmm. Wow, and the Dodgers go down five to three. Heading, they have final. a long, long flight. They probably won't fly. No, they're probably taking San, San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Helicopter. Yeah. So I think he's kind of stuck behind Barnes in this lineup. I think he'll probably end up in the starting lineup here pretty soon. I think uh, we'll see. I think he's one of the most talented guys on this team. I, I think, think if the Kings are, than... I think the Kings are really going to make a push to the playoffs, not just the play in. He's got to be the best player on the team. Best player on the I team. I think he has to be the best player on the team by the end of the season. If they want to make a run at like the six or the seven seed, I think he has to be the best player on the team. And I'm the one making outlandish remarks. I, there's no way he's going to be the best. He's never going to be better than Sabonis. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. Explain or Fox. It. You don't think he'd be as good as Fox? Fox is like the 22nd best guard in the league. And he's been in the league for six years. You don't think Murray Fox can be... Gonna, I mean, Fox won't be what Westbrook's going to be this year, but Fox is still <laughs> going to be pretty good. I think Keegan Murray... You have to remember in a rookie year, if you can get like 10 and 8 out of a rookie, that's huge. I, I think, think that's I think he's what a lot be better at. player than that. I think he's a I think he's we'll like see a, the minutes he gets. I don't think that, that I think he's like a 16 in, points a game type guy. He's going to be a very high percent three-point shooter. He's going to be a better defender than it. Fox and Sabonis. I think he's I'm, got a chance to be one of our best players. I mean, I would love it. I don't. I think it's a chance to be one of the to best, be the to make the plan. He, he doesn't have to be that. I think if we want to be the sixth seed and miss the plan, which I think that's like the high end, the Kings. I don't think can actually reach that high. He would have to have some crazy season this year. He he would have to be better than Fox, but Sabonis would have to be really good too. That's fair. Better better than Fox might get us that high, but. Maybe he Let's say he's the second best on the team because you got to think that step that Keegan's going to take, that's going to be a step back for Sabonis and Fox. That's fine. I think if Fox is shooting less, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. I think Fox's percentage will be up a little bit because he's not going to be hopefully taking as many long shots. He's, he'll get a, his a lot around the around the rim and hopefully from the line and with all these shooters that they've added who'd actually knock down shots. I think Fox's assists will go up and hopefully his shot numbers will go down a little bit. Yeah, I just I'm very high on Keegan Murray this year. All his teammates are very high on Keegan Murray this year. All of them just assume his shots are going in when he makes it. He's shooting at a very high percentage. He just like super confident and he's a very good basketball player. I'm well, excited he, to see what he does this year. Was he in college for like eight years? Isn't he as old as Harrison Barnes? He's probably, uh, I think he's 81 <laughs> years old. I thought, didn't you guys share a dorm? Yeah. yeah that, that sounds right. 
He was in sixth grade when I was in first grade. Perfect. He's 22, Trey. Yeah, so he's old. He's old. He's an old man. For, for, a rookie. for coming out of... For a rookie. For getting drafted, 22's old. Because I think Box is like 25, and he's been in the league forever. I think Cousins is still 25. All right, let's move on to our next player, Kevin Herter, Red Velvet. He could be my new favorite player. We'll see. Something about him. I, Maybe it's I, I really... I really liked Herter when he was with the Hawks. Um, I think he's a very, very sneaky good addition. Um, he's going to give a lot to the Kings. I think he plays winning basketball with the right people around him. I don't think he mixed well with uh, what's all day Trey or whatever they call him I don't, over there with the yeah, Hawks. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to be a stand in the corner guy. I think he wants to be mm-hmm. a little bit more involved, which I think the Kings are going to let him do. He is an elite catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which is what you need when you have Fox and Ox running the pick-and-roll. He shot 41% on catch-and-shoot sh- catch three-pointers last year. He's a better defender than you think. Uh, NBA University, they put out that chart that showed the best 3 and D wings in the league. He is towards the top right of that um, chart that they had. I think only Lonzo mm. and Van Vliet were ahead of him. Barnes was in the... He was in like the bottom right tier. He was like above average on offense and like way below average on defense. You're talking about so many nerdy things right now. I know. I love nerdy things. <laughs> he's a good passer. He takes good smart shots. He's not just chucking threes just to chuck threes. He's a little undersized to play the three, which is kind of where they might have to play him a lot. So we'll see how that affects the team. But. Okay. Again, it's just going to be one of those things. It could be certain teams. He'll probably play the three and then certain. I don't think Terrence Davis can get a lot of run. I don't think so either. Unless it's like one of those small ball lineups where he can play with Monk or Mitchell or one of those. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play nearly as much as he would have would have had to last year. I just like Kurt Ken Herter when we've watched him play so far. He just kind of knows where to be. He can get into his spots. They're doing a little handoff. He can get just enough space to get his shot up. And he's just a great shooter. And he's not out of position. He doesn't like let people blow by him. He's not like a great defender, but he's he's quick enough that he can stay in front of people. JV Suns cut it to one. Kings are up one late in. I believe it's the fourth. I this my font on this is really small. 93 92. Ooh, it says we're 90. Losing. Yeah. I think they just made a free throw. Ugh. Bad Blow night for your boy out. Terrence Davis. And Malik Monk is minus 11 right now. Two for nine. Oh, for five. Get it, out of, get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. We got a week till they matter. Don't want to win them all. Can't win all the preseason. That's not good vibes. All right. Next guy, Davion Mitchell. We loved Davion Mitchell last year. He is an elite on-ball defender. He's a little bit small, so it limits who he can actually guard as the elite on-ball defender. Um, he can create his own shot. I thought he did a very good job of that last year where he just kind of finds space. He can dribble around and get an open shot. He just wasn't making them last year. Um, he was in the 7th percentile for true shooting percentage last year, which I, I'm assuming that's bad. put 
the work in this offseason from everything he I've did. heard from the different um eleven forty interviews and all that kind of stuff that they're very, very, very high on Mitchell. And he's one of those guys that you kind of forget about almost with this new right. roster and all these additions. Is you you kind of forget about guys like him who were we were you know, very high, high on picks. him last year. Uh, we were very excited for him. He wasn't one somebody that we wanted to trade, although he was in a lot of the rumors last year. Well, now what's his butts out of the way too? I mean, he's the two. You know what I mean? Well, he's he's, a, he's the backup get those one. Minutes. That's what. He, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. He's the two one right. one two left side of the diagram pentagon. He may play some two. We might see some Fox um, Mitchell lineups. Rarely. Probably, probably rarely, but because we've got Herder and Monk. But I don't know. I'm pretty high on um, Mitchell this year. I heard the same things. He's putting in the work. His shot looks like it's going down at a better rate so far this year. One um, thing that people are sleeping on a little bit too is – Christy staying as the assistant coach, I think, is big. It sounds weird, but it's another defensive mind back there, a guy who's been working with this team for a while, all off season before you know Brown even got the gig. I really like. I heard Christy interview today on eleven forty, just talking about the defensive mindset, how he wants to get them overly aggressive and then have to bring them back to the line where they should be at instead of having to inch them up towards the line, which they've had to do in the past. And right. I just like the way that they talk about defense now. They've it's been like very aggressive, number one. but kind of fouling a little bit too much. And I think that's kind of where we want them, where they're just kind of pulling that back, yeah. like don't hit them, but get up in their face. I don't think Mitchell will get as many minutes as he did last year just because of the other players mm -hmm. we had around, but I think he'll make a big difference. I think Mike Brown will like his defensive mindset. I think he, he, might, he can get his own shot. He, like you said, him and Fox, the only reason I would see them playing is maybe late in a game if Mitchell's doing a really good job, if they have like a solid one and a smaller two that Fox could guard or something like that. Because Mitchell like can change a small ball game. lineup where they have like Herder at the three and Murray at the four or something like that, then you could see Mitchell there where we need a little bit of defense, but we still need the quickness or something to guard the, the small guards. But I like David Mitchell. I don't want to forget him because we were all really high on him last year coming into the year and he scored a lot of points coming down the stretch. He just wasn't very efficient. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that he tried to work on. Is I think his shooting percentage will be up. Um, he's going to take a lot better shots. He's not going to feel as if he needs to get his as much because of the. There's a, definitely a lot more talent around him than there was last year for sure. All right, let's move on to our next one, Casey Ogpala. Came out of nowhere for me. I knew that we traded for him from the Thunder. Didn't know that that was the person that we were targeting really in that trade because I think we got other stuff in it as well. But as this is the guy that Mike Brown wanted. He has 6'8". He's got a 7'2 wingspan. He's the most versatile defender that we have on our team. He can guard one through probably five because he's got those crazy long arms. Um, he's great in transition. He's good at that on offense. He's a slasher, which is kind of one of those things um, that you need with the uh, pick and roll with Fox Sabonis. Is you just need a guy that can 
just make a cut. Even if even if it's just drawing the defense away and he's not getting the ball, he will make an aggressive cut to the basket. He's not a very good shooter, though. He is over a lot so far this preseason, and I think he's going to have to make at least a few to stay in the starting lineup. Yeah, it's one of those things is like, doesn't matter how great you are defensively, if you're just an absolute dumpster fire on the offensive end, you got to be able to make the shots that are given to you. Cause I think, like you said, they're going to probably slack off of him. Kings go up by seven late in the fourth quarter against the six string Suns. Yeah. It's one of those things he's going to have to get a little bit, like you said, to keep the minutes. But again, Dwayne Washington Jr. has 29 points right now for the Suns. He's good. George's son. Name that random player that went off against the Kings. See, I think that will be something that won't be a thing this year either, hopefully, is they're going to game plan a little bit more on the defensive end and not let those guys cook. There won't be a 55-point Tony Delk game. No. I love Tony Delk, though. I love Tony Delk as well. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of high on this Casey Akpala in the starting lineup. I think we've got enough of scoring around him, and we just need to start the game off where we're not giving up 40 points in the first quarter or something, where there's just like you're overwhelmed. The Kings hopefully can get back to that top 10 offense and just be like somewhat defense, somewhat good at defense and uh, hold their own. But it's just nice to have a guy that we know out there that can make stops if if need be. Well, I think, like you said, those scheme on the defensive end is going to be a lot better. It's going to be better game planned. It's going to be more thought about, probably more practiced under Mike Brown. So I think that the Kings' defensive numbers will probably get up into the teens. I don't know much higher than that, but that's still 10 teams that you're passing on the defensive end. Right. If the Kings could go teen-teen, that's a lot better than 2020. So Teen-teen puts you in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Of the Especially, teams that made the playoffs last year, I think, um, let's see, there's 18 teams that made the playoffs, and like all of them but one made the playoffs of the, the top 18 defenses, and the one that wasn't in the top 18 was like 19, so it's like, you got to be good at defense if you want to get in the playoffs. There's no, you can't be the 1980s Nuggets and just score 180 points a game. Nope. You got to play defense in this league if you want to be good at basketball. We got to look at. It. I mean, the Warriors have been the best defensive team for the past decade, and I think a little bit of that is Mike Brown and kind of the stuff that was instilled in them as an assistant coach. So we'll see. Definitely high hopes. All right, we got two more players on here. Malik Monk, who we talked about earlier, he's just a pure scorer, man. If we did finally have a guy that just will get a bucket, if we need a guy that just get a bucket. And I love Malik Monk. Good from three. He's good at the free throw line. He can get. To, he can get to the bucket. He's a dunker. Another thing. He's Fox's another thing, buddy. That's big to me. Which is big, is yeah. He, it sounds stupid, but you got to keep Fox happy. You when he's not happy, he doesn't play very well. He's, he's a little head case that Foxy Cleopatra. But so having his BFF on the team is going to be big. Um, I hope it doesn't become an issue depending on how much minutes Monk gets. If Monk's unhappy, then Fox gets unhappy, blah, blah, blah. But I think just having Monk on the team is going to be good for the morale. 
Um, like you said, he can he can get his for sure. Sean, we will talk about Delhi and Quinn Cook and Keon Ellis at the end of the show. <laughs> They're on the list. Just, don't, worry, don't you worry about it. They they didn't make the cut. They didn't make the we talk about it on the pod cut. Um uh, concerns about Malik Monk, not a great defender, and he's six foot three. So it kind of limits where he can play. He's got to play the two. He's got to play the two, maybe the one, but we've got enough point guards as it is. I think he's going to be mostly two, and he's going to be in that second unit, and he just needs to just score, which is that's fine. Perfect. That's what we need in that Perfect. second unit. we got a lot of defense in that second unit. We just need to get a guy to get a bucket, and I think that would be perfect for him. Him and Murray to start on the two. Um, on the second string there is going to be great. That's the offense right there. Um, Murray's good at defense. Mitchell's good at defense. Either right, Trey, let's, or let's talk Rashawn Holmes. I was He's huge not... on Rashawn Holmes last year. He was great with Halliburton. His push shot is legendary. Legendary. Yeah, like you said, kind of like we talked about, the bigger centers, Len will get the minutes, and the smaller centers, Holmes will get the minutes. Um, we'll see the chemistry that he has built with Mitchell in the offseason because that's probably going to be the point guard that he's going to be playing most with unless it comes to the point maybe Holmes and Sabonis are on the court at the same time, which I would be weird. I don't think they can play together. I just I said, like I said, it would be weird, but that would be the only option to where Holmes would probably be playing with Fox, unless Fox stays on with the second string for a little bit. And I mean, they always mix and match the different. It's not a set, you know, I, I play with only them. I think he's another candidate for trade at the deadline, but his value is at an all time low after his personal incident that he had last year. So I think he'll be another guy that probably won't be on the roster at the end of the year. Yeah. And if he is, I mean, definitely not going to resign him. Very happy we didn't give him a ton of money. All right, we're going to move into our next category of players. Others, I'm not afraid to have minutes. I got three people. Terrence Davis. You're a big Terrence Davis guy. I, I like the way he plays the game. Um, I think he's similar to Monk, though, but I think he's worth, he's like Monk player B. You know what I mean? I think he is Monk, but not as good. So I, I'm happy we got Monk because now we don't have to see Terrence Davis as much. Fair enough. Trey Lyles has actually had a really good preseason. I think if we can find the right spot for him, pretty good defender. He can put down shots when he needs to. He hit a bunch of threes in the game that I went to, the preseason game. Um, a guy last year that would have played a ton of minutes on this Kings team and now a guy that's just like the ninth, 10th, He'll be a guy, it would be a dependent again, some of those other guys on just matchups. He's an actual power forward, so nice to have someone back there. Um, Alex Len, we talked about already, he's gonna be matchup dependent, he'll be guarding the whatever the big guys are. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not afraid to have him in the lineup. He's a, he's a very solid NBA player, I mean, he's right where he needs to be, he should never be in a starting lineup probably the rest of his career, but I think he'll be really good off the bench for the Kings. And then if he ends up on another team. All right. Next category, the probably won't get much play, 
I think there's a couple people we can add to this roster. I don't know who's actually going to be in these final cuts and who's going to be in No Kyle Guy this year, <laughs> Troy. Sorry. Shemezi Metu will probably get the most minutes of any of the guys in this bottom list. He was sixth in minutes last year. Probably be 11th or 12th this year. Not really a spot. I think Lyles is better than him. Murray's better than him. Sabonis is better than him. Again, I think it's one of those things like maybe if you have an athletic four, Metu might get the minutes over Lyles. He might be like a small ball five. Yeah, again, he's like a matchup weird matchup or for an injury. I could see him getting some minutes on an injury or a he was COVID uh, or he a shot a lot of threes a... and did not make most of them. No, no, he no. Him and Fox very, have the same trainer. Very hard time last year with that. So glad to see him getting less minutes, but still like to have him around. I thought he could make some improvements and be a good pro. He's just he's just not making shots at the at the level that they need him to and wasn't particularly good defensively last year when he was in. Well, too, is again one of those things with the Kings is you get a good youngish player that you can't develop. Kings are really good right. if you have players that are really good that have already been developed, but that's what worries me about. That's why I kind of like that we traded Halliburton because who knows what Halliburton really would have turned into. Right. Type of thing. Same thing with Mitchell and Murray. You just don't know. But I think having Mike Brown now at the helm, he's a little bit more professional than some of the coaches we've had in the past 10 years. Right. So we got Matthew Della, Della Vidova. Deli. I don't know that he's going to get a lot of play. He's the third point guard. He ain't playing. He ain't he, playing. Uh, he's looked good in whatever minutes he's had in the preseason. You can kind of run the offense and get people open if they if they need to. I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes on this team, but he'll, he'll I think he'll make the cut because they paid him a lot of money to be on the team. Well, not a lot of money, but more than the other people on money. the list. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to be a good veteran leadership off the bench, which he'll, he'll, hopefully he'll stay there most of the time. Maybe a game or two when the Kings are playing teams that are trying to lose, he might get some minutes late. But again, he could be a matchup thing to where you you never know. I like the ability to mix and match however I want, or maybe I like on hate, a second. I don't hate him being on the team should there be an injury or something. I think he's somebody, or a second night of a or even if he's just in practice, giving Fox the business during practice. That's that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, you never know in the new NBA with sitting games. Like if Fox needs a right. night off, I don't I'm not like super upset. Like we're playing the Spurs or someone really bad like that. Spurs will probably make the playoffs, actually. So we got Keon Ellis, another elite defender. He's kind of on that bubble right now. I think he'll end up making the team. We got Kata, who I believe is on two-way. Bazemore, Quinn Cook. I don't think Quinn Cook makes the roster. I think Bazemore is there. I think Bazemore thought he's going to get a lot more minutes, and he's probably going to end up on this team. Um, he might just ask to be cut, so we can end up on some of these other teams. Yeah, I, I feel like Bazemore won't end up on the Kings for the there's whole year. Whether Sam Merrill, there's like a couple other weird ones that are there that I don't think are going to make the team. Yeah, you can only keep twelve. What can he do? Yeah, Keon, Keon Ellis looked good. Look, he looked good in summer league for sure. I think um, I just don't know where he fits on this team. 
it'd be nice to have a good a good defender like him just just there, and maybe they get him in the G League and get him some minutes, and he can he can make an impact at some point. But looking at all these people, there's a lot of there's not enough minutes. That's a good thing. It's usually the other way around. Oh, it's usually holy crap! We got to fill all these minutes. What do we got going here? Are you trying to incorrect. read? How are you guys watching the game? Um, you can only watch it on kings.com slash live, and you have to be within 75 miles of Golden One Arena, which apparently Lincoln is not, even though it only takes 30 minutes to get there from my house. So We just have whatever's on this. We just have the scores up from Fox Sports Live. We've been watching the game on and off. I, I had it up for a little bit and was watching it. We've really just been watching the scores, though. Yeah, that's just so you guys know. Next week we watch it. It's going to be on like a five second delay. We have the score up on the screen, and it is so much fun. So much fun. Last year, the whole the night opener. I think the Kings hit one to walk it off. It was either the first or second game last year. So you cannot be within seventy five miles. That would make sense. As to why I couldn't watch it. I thought it said you had to be within 75 miles of... I think they just said that you're fat. I think that's what it was. I think that is fair. Yeah, because there's no way 75 miles... Fans restricted restricted to fans living within 75 miles of Gold 1. So I think you have to be within 75 miles of Gold 1. No, it's saying restricted means bad. Oh, so I can't. Yeah. Restricted is bad. Like your belt and pants restrict. Restricted to though. Restricted to the fans. Just we have Travis is in for game opener Spivey Town for sure. So we're gonna have a blast next Wednesday. That's for sure. We're gonna be drunk as a skunk. (laughs) I'm be drinking so many cookie butter beers next week. Yeah. Zach's gonna. We're not gonna have audio. We're not gonna have shirts. It's gonna be a lot going on next well, week. Well, I'm not gonna change any of the settings, and it'll work. Perfect. We moved all the stuff from one side of the room to the other, and that's why it stopped working. But it's now working, so we're good to go. Yeah, yeah well, you can hear both of us. Best of both worlds, some would say. Right, I think that's all that we really have. I did want to talk about my experience at the preseason game, which was a lot of fun. We went to the Trailblazers-Kings game Sunday night. We brought the kids with us. Tickets were 20 bucks, set in the lower level, which is probably the only time we can afford to bring the kids to the game. How was parking? I, that's the only reason I don't like going down there. Uh, we paid parking. ahead of time in a parking in a garage. Garage, yeah. Right next to the thing. It's pretty expensive to park, but... Um, for even for preseason, what was it like twenty five bucks? Yeah, something like that. And uh, but just in and out, so you come right out of the parking garage and you make it right, yeah, and, and you're it on shoots five you north. on. Yeah, it's easier to get out of than Arco. I think was. that's that's the one we parked at when we went to Monster Jam. Yes, same lot as when we went to Monster Jam. So we walked into Kings Arena. We got there about an hour early because we're Spiveys. They had the guys pumping the people up when they came in. They saw Lucas in his DeMontis bonus shirt that didn't fit because it was way too big for him. He did his backwards king, his hat on. He was just so excited to be there, just hopping around on one foot like Lucas does. 
the guy gave him the guys were giving him high fives. Um, they're like, "Can you can you do this dance?" And like he did this little dance, and Lucas just went like full on break dance, Lucas dance. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. And the guy went over to the stand, pulled out his debit card, and just bought him a basketball, which is the one that I have. Right there. Nice. Right there. That's a nice basketball. I thought it was like one of those mini. No, it's a full size basketball. We were playing with That's it. So uh, cool. we're playing with it. Who bought it? Just one of the workers. Yeah, I probably has some sort of like fan yeah, engagement yeah, like credit yeah. credit card. It was Golden One at Golden One Center, so I'm sure it was <laughs> some sort of kickback thing they had for that. We but, didn't. We so did like not right off the bat, the kids were, Sorry, Zach. We had a, someone asked us if we went to Fan Fest this year. I think it's coming up, isn't it? I don't know. Brian asked. Obviously, we don't know when FanFest is. That's how deep we are. We just drink beers and watch it online. Kings. It's a free event. It is Sunday, October 16th. That's Dad's birthday. They're doing a big old they're doing a big old walk down there that day, though. Oh, okay. Skills. Kings win by one. Three and oh. That's how you know it's good. Fantastic. Brian's going to be there Sunday. Oh, yeah. that's our dad's October birthday, 16th. Brian. Come on. Yeah, we won't be there. I think I'm actually going to Apple Hill that day. That's so dumb. <laughs> All right, so King's Game. I got Berea fries. You've heard of Berea tacos before, right? Mm-mm. Tell me. So seasoned fries. Stud. It is... Um, I guess it's like shredded beef, but it's like soaked in this amazing fat sauce or something. I don't know what it is. And then, sauce. Nice. then it's topped with like queso cheese and then like a scoop of pico and sour cream and guac on top of it. So it's Adam's fries. Form. Yeah. Like fries and fries. cheese. And meat. That's basically what I just had. Oh, you didn't say meat. What meat did you have? It was Berean. I don't know what that is. That's like a fancy taco meat. So it's like a, it was at the taco place that had the Maria tacos that has the like sauce that you dip the uh, tacos into. We'll have to introduce you to that. They also had fish tacos and stuff there as well. The kids split the biggest hot dog I've ever seen in my entire life. Heather had some crazy bowl thing that looked pretty good. Food was amazing. Brian likes to have a good sauce barbecue before the game. There you go. Hey, Brian, you going to join us next Wednesday when we watch the Kings season opener? It's going to be on. I might have a Brea taco. I'm at the YouTube what it is, but I'm pretty excited about it. Tonight, I had a leftover breakfast burrito. Like Maddox didn't finish his breakfast and we had some extra potatoes and just threw it in a it's beef. Brea is the style of taco. Just so you know, Zach. Okay, thanks, Troy. That's what Heather just told me. What is? I don't get it. Might go to the game. Oh, Brian might go to the game and stream us there. Oh, okay, Brian. <laughs> cool, that's awesome. Yeah, Zach and I are definitely going to go to a few games this year. We haven't fortunately been able to go the last couple years just because they sucked, and it's going to be turned. Absolutely, Brian. Um, we can't wait. We want to go to a game. We, our family, for those that didn't know, our family used to have season tickets for the Kings for probably 
a decade in their heyday. And so we're we're deep Kings fans. It's not it's a little bit different from us for us now that it's not out at Arco. Um, different environment. The Kings haven't been good since they've been in the new arena. So it's kind of been difficult. To I've been to a couple now at Golden One and it is it's a fun environment. It's a fun stadium. We gotta go this year, Troy, you and me. Even if it's just two of us, we should go. Now we're talking. Taking a game, we'll drink some beers, and uh, we will yell for Gerald Walsh to come into the game, even though he hasn't been on the team in 15 years. My favorite were the tickets we had when we sat behind Chrissy's wife. Those were good tickets. Those were very good seats. And all the, oh, man, so many good Thunderstick memories. and Slamson was on one. It was a good one. I think the last game I went to was Kobe's last game in Sacramento. I think it was at Golden One. Okay. I've only been to, I think, two Kings games at the new arena. And the new arena has been around, what, five years? Something Maybe like that. longer than that. Does anybody know when Golden One opened? 1902. out there. Golden One Center is the best, Brian says. It's not Arco. You can't beat Arco. 2016 So six years. Six years ago. I've been to two games. Good. In Monster Jam. And probably at Disney on Ice. You do love Disney on Ice. All right, All right, anything Troy? Else? I gotta I gotta watch Survivor tonight before bed. I'm sure there's something I'm supposed to watch tonight. Oh, the Dodger game, and then I'm glad I missed it. Yeah, they lost. I got a lot of editing to do tonight. Maybe I'll just, maybe we'll just throw it up. <laughs> maybe we'll just throw it. Why up. not? This last one we started was a good one. You don't have to cut a little bit in the beginning. You're good. Yeah, I'll just I'll just post a clip at the beginning, apologizing for how terrible the audio was for the whole thing. Centerfolds after the game is nice. I like Brian. <laughs> He's good people. All right, Troy. Brian, we'll, we'll, let's all go to a game together. We will be back next Brian. Wednesday night, probably around 8 o'clock, hopefully a little earlier if we can get the kids to bed. We will be doing the Kings Blazers live feed. It's going to be interesting. We'll have the score up on the screen. We'll be watching the game and chanting along as the game delayed. goes. We will do a post game after the show ends. Make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Spivey Special for each of those. It's up on the screen right now. We also have TikTok, which we have not posted to in a while. Maybe we'll get back on that. Yeah, that's what people uh, want. People want to watch us bust it more. Make sure you are following us on um, YouTube or Twitch or Facebook so that you can watch the live streams every Wednesday. Or whenever that we might jump on some random other Kings games. Our favorite thing to do is live stream during the Kings games. It's so much fun for us watching the game together like we used to when we were young bucks. But this time we're drinking beers. Jackpot. All right, Troy, I think that's all we got. You got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later. Later.